Meantime, Russian authorities report another Ukrainian missile was shot down over the Black Sea's Kirk Strait. Earlier today, they say two other missiles, missiles were taken down in the same area near the bridge connecting annexed Crimea to the Russian mainland. The Black Sea has become a flashpoint in this war, with attacks from both sides disrupting shipping. Earlier this month, Ukrainian sea drones attacked and damaged a Russian warship. A Russian oil tanker was also hit. Retired Major General James Spider Marks is joining us now. It's great to see you. Thanks so much for making time. Uh, Thank we you, know that, that we know that that bridge is not only strategic; it also holds a symbolic value to Russia's Vladimir Putin. Why, why is that? Well, I, th I think really two things. Number one, a very practical reason it's held in such uh, high regard is that. It provides the only linkage prior to the war, the only linkage from the Russian mainland to Crimea. That's significant. I, I would say the second thing is they look at this as a piece of Russian technology and engineering that is quite considerable. I think there's another piece to it as well, is that militarily, if Russia is going to be successful in terms of their desire to hold Crimea, they have to be able to have multiple accesses into Crimea. If they lose the Kerch Bridge, they've got a single route in, and that's through the land bridge. That becomes very vulnerable based on the military operations that the Ukrainians are conducting right now. I think that's why they hold this as such an, as a key piece of key terrain that needs to be maintained. Right, right. There's also some new reporting by Britain's conflict armament research group that Russia has started producing its own version of Iran's Shahed drones. What do you think that says about Russia's abilities to sustain its current attack patterns? Russia is into this fight, and it has been given so far zero, Putin has been given zero incentive to find an off-ramp. In other words, he's going to continue to do what he has been doing for the past year and a half. Ukraine has been doing magnificently at the tactical level. And they've done some tremendous fighting against the Russians, but they've not been able to isolate, penetrate, force the Russians off Ukrainian soil. We're seeing the beginning of that right now, we hope. So the creation of drones and the use of drones certainly is not new. This is just an acknowledgement that this type of technology, this type of enabler is one that they will continue to use. And it's a wise decision on their part, certainly on the part of Ukrainians. This is the face of warfare. This is unmanned autonomous in many cases. So there's low risk, there can be high reward. Right. I mean, this seems like very much where we are in, 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 in this kind of warfare, in this particular war as well. Um, and this week, Ukrainian officials called the Northern Front in the Eastern region the epicenter of the hostilities. We know that Kharkiv's military officials are considering a mandatory evacuation of children from more settlements. What type of offensive is Russia undertaking on that region? You know, Jessica, this is the key question. When you look at the map, you see where Kharkiv is. It really is at the northern flank of the Donbass region where Russia has been putting all of its efforts. And that's where Ukraine has been resisting magnificently. If Kharkiv is lost, then what happens to the Ukrainian forces is they run the risk of being encircled, potentially flanked, and then further isolated. That's the last thing you want to be in combat. You don't want to be isolated. You have to have an access in. You've got to have logistics supply coming in as well. You've got to be able to get out if necessary. So if Kharkiv were to fall, 
then there would be a pretty straight shot south from Kharkiv that would further isolate and put at risk those Ukrainian soldiers. That's why that is key to this fight right now. And you're really underscoring just how important uh, it is for the Ukrainians to continue to, to, to fight and to, and, and to receive a lot of the aid also uh, that they've gotten from the U.S. and others. We know that this week President Biden asked for an additional $24 billion plus, really, uh, for Ukraine. But we have seen some softening, uh, signs of softening financial support from Americans on this issue. We had some polling last week from CNN that showed a majority of Americans oppose more U.S. aid for Ukraine. And a CNN poll released last week found 55% of Americans believe Congress should not authorize any additional funding to support Ukraine, uh, compared to 45% who said Congress should authorize such funding. And just to remind people, a poll that was conducted in the early days of the Russian invasion back in February of 2022 found 62% believe the U.S. should have been doing more. So, General, what do you think is, is happening here? Is it just time? Is it that it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. What is the case to be made to the American people that more money to Ukraine is in America's best interest and you, obviously Ukraine's best interest? Yeah, that's the, that's the strategic, I would say even that's the policy issue. The key thing here is that what America has done to support the Ukrainians with the support of NATO is quite considerable. And everybody's kind of wearing it down in terms of what is the desired outcome? What is the strategic outcome? And as we've seen, President Zelensky has established a very high bar. He has said, Russians off Ukrainian soil. Yet what is happening in terms of support does not provide that full desired objective. It's not going to get there from here. And we're seeing that play out right now. That doesn't mean they're not fighting harder. The Ukrainians are an incredible people. And they're led by a Churchillian-type leader. The challenge is, is there an actual anticipated outcome where the Russians are going to be forced out of Ukraine entirely? And I think what you're seeing is probably I can't speak to the to the narrative of the, of the polls, but I think what what's what what we're seeing is America is tiring of this. And they're saying, look, we don't know that this is really going to happen. I don't know that Ukraine is going to be able to put Russia off Ukrainian soil. We don't know that that's going to happen. So what is the end state? Can President Zelensky sign up for a negotiated settlement that would acknowledge, look, Russia has successfully taken over a part of Ukraine. It's criminal. It's illegal. It's brutal. It's horrible. I got it. But we're not going to be able to force them off unless we decide to put American boots and NATO on the ground to confront Russia directly. And that's a decision that's been crystal clear. We're not going to do that. That's where we are right now. Right. It is. It is really an interesting moment. All right. Major General James Spider Marks, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your analysis. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jessica.